0: Well, <clears throat> this morning, uh, it's going to look a little different, feel a little uh, different when it comes to our, uh, our, our message portion. I, I was reading in the book of Acts uh, this week, and Acts chapter 2 shows the explosion of the Holy Spirit that occurred in Acts chapter 2. But that was not just For good services. The Holy Spirit is given more than just uh, quality during the morning worship service. Amen? There was a practical heart of the Holy Spirit coming, and that had to do with outreach and ministry, and the church was exploding, you know, all across the region. Man, new believers were coming to the Lord, and, 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 you know, the church was being, you know, people were being saved, the church was being planted and established all across the region, but at the same time that that was happening, that was coming out of Jerusalem, there was Still, an internal focus that happened back in Jerusalem and very close by. So, while there was all these great things that were happening around the world, the church at Jerusalem was still focused on the poor in Jerusalem. All happening around the world, the church was still focused on widows that were there were. They had a feeding program coming out of the church, and there they didn't have enough people to serve in that feeding program. So things were going great internationally, but there was still a focus locally. They were reaching Gentiles, so they were reaching out beyond their own race uh, in Jerusalem. So missions is not either or, it's both. We focus locally and we focus internationally. The, the scope of Generations Church Mission starts as, as close as uh, Maryland Oaks, across just right across the street to uh, uh, the, the South Pacific, the family that you saw this morning. So our focus this morning is going to be just kind of local ministries and outreaches. And I want you to know, especially if you're a faith promise giver, that you are funding what you're going to see on this stage this morning. It is your money that is per- providing partnership, opportunity, open doors, and uh, so we just want to say thanks. So I want Kelsey Quinn to come. Would you give her a hand? She is our community outreach director, and she's going to lead the first, first part of our service this morning.
1: Yeah, good morning. I want to invite our GC Outreach Ministries, Kim from Street Hope, Brad, if you'll come, as well as Javali, GC Families, Melissa. Um, like Pastor Brian said, today we are highlighting all of our local ministries, and we're going to start by um, just hearing from ministries that are based right here out of our church. We not only want to, you know, reach the nations around the world, but there are lost and broken people right here in Tallahassee, and we have a heart to reach them. Them. so these individuals are just going to take a minute to share this morning kind of about their ministry, why they serve, and you'll get to hear more about that, maybe how you can get involved, and Bo's going to be coming in a minute um, to also share about a ministry that he's involved in with the schools, but we'll go ahead and get started. Let me pass these mics, should have done that first, if you guys will pass these We'll start with you, Kim. You can go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so we'll start with Street Hope. Street, Street Hope is a ministry that we've been doing at our church for a long time. And I'll just let you um, share a little bit about Street Hope, maybe how you got started in it. For There's probably some that maybe aren't familiar with it. So,
2: uh, Street Hope Ministry is a, a homeless ministry that we take to the streets. Um, it's not only about feeding them, but it's also feeding Their spirit we've been building relationships with them probably the past six years but we've actually been doing street hope for nine um so basically it's a act of kindness first you know and then you know we we cook you know and we take out meals first we started at a location and we fed them you know fed them as through the line and then we'd sit with them and pray with them or or whatever Um, And just that act of kindness and a smile, I mean, we'd hug them, whatever whatever they needed. So so now, the last couple years, because of the restrictions, um, we started having to take out the meals, which has been a little bit of a challenge, but I think we're um, getting ready to start finding another uh, location, and I know there's one right there on the horizon that we're looking into to serve them, where we're not going out in groups and having to uh, run up on a curb to find them and stuff like that so where we could start building relationships back with them again.
1: Yeah, so maybe kind of just share your heart behind, like, the homeless ministry. Why is that something you're drawn to? What's What touches your heart about that?
2: Um, I've been doing um, outreach for a long time uh, with with the church, and uh, I found myself, when I was 16 years old, my family moved here, and we were living in our car and homeless And back then there was no resources like there are today. Um, So going without food a week at a time with no roof over your head and all that. Um, So when I got involved with coming to church here and I had the opportunities to do outreach, um, there was a lady I got a call from the church and they were like, this lady's getting out of jail. Um, She doesn't have any food, she doesn't have any clothes. And my son's in the car seat, and can I go pick her up? So I went to the to the um, gas station to pick her up, and I did everything I could possibly do with what was available. And we got her a job, um, and you know, and you know, she had a drug addiction. Um, she brought people from Salvation Army to our church in um, you know, the Sundays that she was here, and somewhere along the line, I got a phone call. Um, after months and she said thank you for everything that you have done and she left this message on my message machine she said I will always love you and Mm -hmm. so I do it for the Alice's her name was Alice and so I do it for her yeah
1: that's good Mm -hmm. maybe just share if there's you know some that are here today maybe they're interested in getting involved in Street Hope kind of how, how would they get connected what does that look like
2: um Really, uh, it's, it's really simple. You just would, you know, uh, Doris and George Beck lead the group, and they're just not here today, but, you know, come to me or them. And um, we, you know, it takes an army. Um, we not only just serve them food, um, we're dealing with, you know, the homelessness, the trafficking, um, mental illness is really big on the streets. I have a friend that's out there that, uh, that I've known for many years. And, um, and she's out there, homeless, um, and you just never know what their situation is, and you can't judge them by, you know, oh, look at them, they could just do better. You just can't do that because everybody has a story. Um, so uh, we meet, um, we do twice a month, and we started off doing twice a month at a location, and now we just do once a month, and we meet at the church usually about two thirty um, we start cooking the meal um, different people arrive at different times so you're not stuck at being there just at 2 thirty some people are able to just go out and serve some people are to help you know cook the meal or plate the meal or whatever um, so the uh, the second one is of course is hope community um, they serve there and you can either work with either one of those um, but um, we, have, we need more people. I mean, we, we, our plan is to get back to what we were doing at a stationary place where we not only um, you know, feed, feed them, feed that need, but sit down with them, talk with them, and build those relationships back again. Um, to this day, I still see people, like if I go to the grocery store, there's is David. David is one of the people that came And he he greets me with a smile and a wave. So those are relationships, relationship building, um, and then showing them the love of Christ. Yeah,
1: that's good. So Street Hope, they serve every first and third Monday of the month. And like Kim was saying, the first Monday of the month, they make sometimes they make to-go meals sometimes they make to-go bags, and they go out into different parts of the community and they will um, hand out those meals. And every third Monday of the month, we now serve at Hope Community, which I'll be sharing more you know about Hope Community and what that is later. But if you're interested, if you have a heart for homeless ministry, come talk to Kim, see George or Doris. Um, you can message the office if you would like to get involved. But they need volunteers to help cook, to help serve, to help take meals out, so um, definitely jump in and get involved in this ministry. We're learning, you know, sometimes you can't tell somebody about Jesus until you've met that need in their life until you fed them, you know? And so street hope is a very practical ministry where we are, you know, feeding people, but then also like Kim said, sharing, you know, love and kindness and compassion. And through that, we're able to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you, Kim. And thank you to all of those that serve faithfully with street hope. We're so appreciative for all your help and support, but we'll go to Melissa next. Um, Melissa leads our GC Families ministry, which I'll let her share what that is and kind of what you guys do.
3: Sure. So GC Families is our ministry to the foster care community. And so what we do is we partner with our local foster care agency and other community partnerships that we have locally. um, And really, we're just there to serve whatever the need is that they have. We want to be there ready to serve Um, sometimes that's financially Um, we have our placement packages program so kids that are coming into foster care we're providing them essential items usually they leave their homes with nothing So they're coming into a foster home with nothing, Um, and several times this year we've had kids that couldn't even go to school the next day because they had no clothes to wear, no shoes to put on their feet to get out of the house, and so we've been there standing in the gap to provide those essential items to those children and to support the foster families as well. Um, So quarterly throughout the year we'll also provide foster parent trainings. And this allows the foster parents to uh, get recertified and keep their certification to be a foster parent and we need I know that the local foster care agency will tell you they always need more foster parents and so to be able to keep the ones we currently have is absolutely crucial Um, and so those are some of the things we do and then at the end of the year we have our foster care Christmas Drive where people sponsor about 300 kids Um, In our community that are in foster care, they will bring to our church those gifts that they have collected and then our foster families, every single one of them will come and pick up those gifts and so we get to meet them, talk to them, give them a gift and also support our local foster care agency that hangs out the whole week here with us at the church.
1: That's awesome. So maybe just take a moment and share if there's those that are interested in foster care ministry, how can they help, how they can how can they support GC families?
3: Sure. So the biggest needs we have for our GC families ministry is child care. We provide child care every time there's a foster parent training. Um, and we are the only church in the Big Bend that's able to do this for the foster care agency. They haven't been able to replicate this anywhere. And this is the only way that a lot of these foster parents can even make it to these trainings and I told you how crucial these trainings are so if we don't have childcare care um, for them a lot of times they can't get their recertification so child care is a huge need for us and then also I mentioned our placement packages program we need people to help pick up um, things from the local store clothing shoes things like that for us and drop them off at the the family's house so those are our two biggest needs right now
1: yeah, and maybe just take a moment and share, is there a, a testimony or a positive outcome maybe that you've experienced working with some of these families that you would wanna share?
3: Yeah, well, we we always have some because there's such a need out there, so anything we do is a huge, is a huge deal to the community. But I wanted to share, um, after last year's Christmas event, we got a letter early at the beginning of this year from the local foster care agency, and I just wanted to read a little excerpt from it because I thought it was really powerful. Um, the, the foster care agency worker, she wrote, this has been a really hard year for a lot of our staff. The things we see, the apathy we face from others, and the ongoing stress of child welfare has taken a toll. You have no idea the impact that your church's care during the Christmas event had on me and my coworkers. We haven't stopped talking about it. When I told my husband about how we were treated, not to mention how kind you all were to our foster parents, he said, that this is exactly the contrast we are supposed to see between the world and the church. So thank you. Thank you for not only being a huge blessing to our foster parents, but also a huge encouragement to our staff. And I thought that was really powerful. I mean, our church really lives its mission to love people and to serve the world. And I'm really
1: excited to see what 2024 holds for us. Yeah, absolutely. So I encourage you, if you have a heart for foster care, come see Melissa, she needs help, she needs a team, and she definitely can't do this by herself. This is a new ministry. And she needs a team. She needs people that can come alongside and help her. So I just encourage you, if you have a heart for foster care, come and talk to her. Get involved. Be a part of the trainings. Um, Be a part of the placement packages. You never know that divine appointment of going and taking, you know, the basic needs to a family. You just never know the divine appointment that God will, you know, provide if you're willing to step out. So come and see her and find out more information about GC families. I want to go to Brad next. Um, Brad is here to talk about Homefront, um, and I'll just give you a, a little information about Homefront. This is part of the Big Bend Homeless Coalition, and it is an apartment um, apartment complex for disabled veterans. So, this is long term housing for these veterans in our community that have experienced homelessness and poverty, and so this is a uh, this is home for them. This is where they're going to stay in our church um, was invited to go in and help do some renovations so brad's gonna kind of talk about that he's been part of that team and renovating but first brad you are a veteran i just want to say thank you so much for your service and tell us where did you serve
4: i was i was in the air force for 20 years so i served overseas i served all over the united states
1: yeah so obviously you have a heart for veterans and maybe just kind of talk about what you guys have been doing the past month with Homefront.
4: What we've done so far is we've went in and uh, none of the apartments are ADA-friendly. So the veterans would have to go into standard uh, tubs instead of getting in a walk-in shower and things like that. And many of the veterans there either are missing limbs or they're in power scooters, walking with canes. Um, one of the veterans we helped first, had actually fallen, trying to get in the tub over 30 times and had been hospitalized with broken bones and things like that but nobody had stepped forward to actually fix the problem.
1: Yeah. So we've been renovating, we've done three so far and we're about to do four, right?
4: Right, we've got all the, uh, the equipment, we've got everything we need. We're just, uh, Todd White's actually gonna help us out and um, come and clean the floors for us before we put in the next shower install. Um, I'm not exactly sure who's gonna be getting this apartment, but we found out last week, we've already had one person move in We had a veteran from Afghanistan who had amputated one leg due to an injury in Afghanistan. Then he turned around, and due to complications, he had to have his other leg amputated. Um, He was in rehab for this, and he was actually going to be getting in there on Thursday or Friday of last week. Um, The other one that we did, it was the similar situation. They had somebody in occupational rehab who had problems with their legs, and they're going to be moving into these apartments. So basically, as fast as we can put these in, these showers and new appliances and things for the veterans, they're moving people in because right now they have three apartments out of 48 that are accessible to people with disabilities. And everyone there uses a cane, a walker, or something to get around in.
1: Yeah, so we actually have a video from one of the veterans that we renovated. He just was giving um, a thank. So let's check out this video.
5: In less than two years, had multiple broken bones, and they made a lot of excuses on uh, why they wouldn't move me or anything. Yeah. And when the church here, your church on Memorial Day, the picnic said they were going to redo this apartment and I was going to be the one who got to move in, I almost cried because it meant no more falls, just trying to get in and out of the tub. I can't thank you guys enough
1: many of you gave to our Homefront project, and I just wanna say thank you. You see, you know, our, our veteran community, I feel like they're very forgotten about. And so, you know, the Big Bend Homeless Coalition, it's a great organization, it's not faith-based though, but we are able as the church to go and just be the hands and feet of Jesus in a practical way. But we've also, um, one of the small groups, Miss Becky and Jeff Odom, they they took their small group to Homefront, and they did a, dig, they did a big, Barbecue dinner. Um, they gave gifts and they just spent time with um, with the guys there. And so that was just another great outreach opportunity. We also have two of our guys that are going to be starting a Bible study there um, with the men. So this is just an open door in the community as we just continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're able to you know shine the light and the love of Jesus to veterans. So thank you, Brad. Thank you guys for what you're doing for um, the veterans and innovating that's definitely a very important need. Um, we'll go to Javali next. She is representing um, Living Free. Living Free is, um, uh, it's one of our small groups here, and we have a team of facilitators that lead that, and Javali is one of them. So maybe just kind of share about Living Free, what it is, and your experience with it.
6: Hello, everyone. So Living Free is basically a ministry that's for anyone. Anyone can benefit from attending. So it's not necessarily just for individuals that are battling substance abuse. Um, It could be anything from behavior, um, negative emotions, um, just unhealthy relationships and things like that. So I feel that Anyone could really, you know, if you have a problem with shopping, you know? I mean, we there's many people that have problems with anything, um, and I feel that we can all relate to something that we, we can probably look in our lives and say, okay, maybe I do this too much, whether it's shopping, whether it's gaming, whatever it is nowadays, right? But, um, so I feel that this ministry is one that can definitely help individuals try to become more aware of these kind of destructive behaviors that are affecting their relationships and their lives.
1: Yeah, um, and Java, you have experienced addiction in your life, so maybe just take a moment kind of share about that and why you're passionate about this ministry.
6: So, last month I had my 16 year anniversary, sober, yes. (laughs) So, yeah, you gotta celebrate, every year I'm always posting my celebration, but, So, I mean, yeah, so I know what it is to um, be lost. I was in drugs for 10 years, and I started at a very young age, at the age of 13, you know, with weed, and I almost ended up losing my life in 2006. I ended up with an antibacterial infection in my blood because I was shooting up at that point. So I got to the lowest that I could get, and, well, I'm here by the grace of God. So I got here in 2007 is when I accepted Christ. And um, all I can say is that when you are struggling with addiction or whatever, that you're, you know, if you're struggling with anything, as long as you come and you surrender and you just go before God and you tell God, God, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I need you to take it. I need you to take control of my life. Do what you gotta do, because that's what I had to do. I got to the point that I hit rock bottom. I was literally homeless. I was selling everything I had just so I could get drugs. And so I ended up coming down here to Florida with nothing. But when I surrendered and I gave my life to Christ, that's when he took over and everything that I have and everything that I am is because of him.
1: And now she's serving in a ministry that is helping people overcome addiction. So praise God. But yeah, Living Free is an amazing ministry. It's a small group that we offer here at our church. It's a discipleship class, and it's for anyone that needs help preventing or overcoming a life-controlling issue. And you know, that can be many different things, like she was saying. So we're going to be having another small group next semester. If this is a class you feel like you can benefit from, we would obviously love for you to be a part of our Living Free class. Next semester we'll be offering it. Um, but I do want to just mention some opportunities that have opened up through Living Free. Not only are we offering this to our church, but we are going to be offering it next year. We're going to be able to go into Addiction Recovery Home for Women. And um, our leaders are going to be doing um, some of the classes with women there. Another just amazing opportunity is mentorship. I've gotten involved with the Humble House. It's a home for women, and I've started mentoring. And some of our living free leaders are also going to be jumping in and doing mentoring. So it's just amazing that when you step out and you're obedient, just the doors that open, and we're able to now only, you know, not only do this class here in our church, but we're able to do it in our community. And so we're really thankful for that. But now we'll um, take it, give it over to Pastor Bo here, our children's pastor. involved in some of our local schools so maybe just share about what you're doing in the schools.
7: Yes so Once a month, I get to lead a program called All Pro Dads uh, and we do that at both Rudiger Elementary uh, and Sable Palm Elementary. Uh, It's a character-based education program that we do. We serve the dads and the kids uh, breakfast and then we uh, have a time of just discussion for the dads and kids to engage about different character topics. So it could be trust, creativity, integrity, different things like that and uh, so we do that once a month in the schools, and then just this past uh, semester, I got involved with uh, what is one of the first FCA sports leagues as part of an elementary after-school program over at Sable Palm, so uh, we did soccer and uh, got to share the gospel as well with the kids through Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and uh, the... the kind of the the awesome thing about this is it's many kids over at sable palm who uh maybe never get the chance to play in like a competitive sports league and so right there at school in after school uh they get to learn new skills in sports and uh get uniforms and cleats and they got the shin guards and uh, get to play in real games and participate in sports and uh, we get to share jesus with them as well so that's a quick rundown of both of those
1: So how can people come alongside and support this if they're interested?
7: Yeah. So All Pro Dads, um, it costs us about $200 uh, per school each month uh, to provide the breakfast. So if you're interested in just sponsoring a month of uh, the meal for the families and the, or the dads and the kids, we would love for you to uh, do that. Um, if you have an hour a month to come with me, I would love for any of you guys to uh, get plugged in and uh, come help us serve and run the program. Uh, it's pretty simple. We just Uh, facilitate and let the dads discuss. And uh, man, I just, I love this program. I believe that if we can change fatherhood, we can change the world. And uh, that's really one of the reasons I jumped into All Pro Dads uh, is because I want to invest and encourage and empower dads to be involved in their kids' lives. And it's so powerful watching these dads show up for their kids. And my favorite part of All Pro Dads is you, you can probably remember, or you do it with your own kids, but that moment when the dad's already in the cafeteria, the kid kind of walks in real nervous, like, is he here? And they're kind of scanning the cafeteria, and they first make eye contact, and you see that kid's face just light up that their dad is there and showed up for them. Of course, they run and give them a big hug, and every month, the dads get to share with their kids why they're proud of them this month, and I get to watch as dads just encourage their kids and speak life over them. So that's how you can get involved there. Uh, If you're interested in serving, you can come talk to me or even sponsoring. I would love to talk to you. And uh, same with FCA. We won't be kicking off our next sports league until February. We'll be doing flag football. Uh, If you're interested uh, in helping coach, uh, I would love to talk to you about that. Uh, It's about a two-hour commitment a week Uh, for about six weeks is all the league lasts. That includes practices and the games. It lasts about an hour and a half uh, after school. Um, And so I would love to get you plugged in as we coach kids in sports, but also share the gospel in creative ways uh, with kids who are a lot of times growing up in very broken and uh, desperate situations. So we get to give them Jesus.
1: That's awesome. And because of All Pro Dads, we saw that there was a need for moms. There's a lot of single moms at the schools that we're working in. And so this past school year, I launched what we call iMom, where we take the same curriculum that Bo does for dads and we um, make it relatable for moms and kids. So we do a 30-minute breakfast assembly once a month. I'm doing this at Sable Palm. And it's just been a great experience. One of the things that I love about iMom is that every time we meet we give an opportunity for the moms to share why they're proud of their children and that moment is so special and so needed and and every time I'm, I go I just I, I feel um, like we truly are making a difference and um, so like you know both, Both said that we're always looking for sponsorships for the breakfast if businesses want to do that. If any of you ladies would like to come and, you know, give an hour of your time, I would love for you to join um, me. It's definitely a great time. I love iMom. And I will finish this with just talking about a ministry that I definitely is near to my heart, and that's Hope Community. Um hope community is an extension of the big Bend homeless coalition it is right around the corner from our church and it's a family emergency shelter so this is um, a transitional housing program for single moms single dads anybody with children i will say there's around 140 residents on the campus and they have a 70 family waiting list. This tells you the need is so great. There's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of homelessness in in our community and we go, um, once a month to Hope Community and we provide a family fun night. Street Hope, they come and they provide the meal and following that, we have a community outreach team that goes and we do crafts and activities and we, our heart is just to build relationships with these families, to let them know that they're loved, that they're valued. There's a church here that cares about them and so we go every third Monday of the month. I absolutely love Hope Community. It's my heart and so if you're interested in getting involved, we obviously need a lot Of volunteers to put on on this event. So we would love for you to sign up. There's more information on our website events page if you're interested in um, volunteering at Hope Community. We we would love for you to be a part of that. I do want to mention we're going to be doing something special this month for Thanksgiving. We're going to have a big Thanksgiving meal. We're going to decorate the cafeteria. We're going to have some fun activities and we need volunteers for that. So that's the third Monday this month. It's um, November 20th. Come and see me if you'd like to sign up for That We also are going to be doing something special the month of Christmas. We're going to have, um, you know, decorate stockings. We're going to have all kinds of fun and activities for the month of December. So we would love for you to be a part of it as well. Um, and we also are gonna be adopting some of those families for Christmas. We're gonna be providing um, gifts for the kids and the parents. You know, these are families that are um, you know, barely making it, and so we wanna you know, provide Christmas for them. So we'll be giving more information about that in December, but just know, um, you know we are invested in Hope Community and, and truly doing our best to make a difference there. I do just wanna again say thank you to all of our Faith Promise supporters. You're investing in these ministries when you give on a monthly basis, you are giving to ministries that are out being the hands and feet of Jesus in the community. And thank you to all of you that serve, that volunteer, all the leaders that are here today. Thank you for your support in reaching our community. We truly couldn't do it without your your support and your giving. But give it up for these guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to hand it back over to Pastor Brian.
0: As Kelsey mentioned, when you give the Faith Promise Offering, you see the fruit of that. Uh, Also, you should have gotten this little flyer when you came in. Like, if you would like to get more information, we're trying to get more boots on the ground. We need more hands to go with our our ministry. Some of them are really struggling when it comes to filling their teams. So, man, if you just put your name, fill out, hey, i just like some more information. You're not committing yourself to anything, but uh, put it in the Dropbox uh, or give it to guest services. We'll be in touch with you this morning. I'd like our second panel to come up. Would you guys come give them a hand this morning? Amen. It's good to have you guys, good to have you guys come and have a seat, where did the, there's a mic there, there's a mic here, amen, amen, all right, all right, so uh, just really quick, uh, Good News Outreach. Yeah, there there you go, Uh, uh, Chevelle. We've got Women's Pregnancy Center with Jamie. We've got Good Samaritan Network with Chelsea. Uh, We've got the Gideons with Larry Noda. We've got Teen Challenge with Austin McElroy and Pregnancy and Health and Information. We've got Savannah. So these are part of our community partners. What you saw earlier was kind of internal outreach from the church, but these are people that we partner with. It's not really wise for us to recreate the wheel. Okay, uh, if there are people out there doing great work, then we want to support them and help them do what they're doing in the uh, in the community. So uh, we'll start with Jamie here. Jamie uh, is no stranger uh, to us, she's been here several times. She is with the Women's Pregnancy Center. And, Jamie, for those that don't know anything about what you do, please just kind of give us a description of the Women's Pregnancy Center.
8: Sure. Well, Brian, it's wonderful to be back with your church family. I feel right at home Amen. here <laughs> Amen. Uh, a women's pregnancy center has been around since 1985 and we are a pro-life ministry and we have three locations currently um there's one just up the street from you next to planned parenthood that's our mosaic sexual health clinic we have a second location on campus That's our campus location. You see these on the screen above you. And then our third, newer location is our material assistance program, which is on John Knox Road. That's our belly boutique. And so basically, the ministry is um, there to serve men and women who come in to the center often being informed for the first time that they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. And so if you can imagine yourself back at age 18, um, being told this information and you are scared to death, you're confused, you have no idea what you wanna do, this is your first big major life decision of your life. That would have been terrifying for me had that been my my story at 18. So basically we give them information on all three of their choices, parenting, adoption, and abortion. We do not refer for or or perform abortions, but we want to c- come alongside them and give them factual information on what all their three choices are. So another all, another motive of ours is, because we're pro-life ministry, is to be able to remove any obstacles in their way if in their heart of hearts they truly do want to carry their baby to parent or to place for adoption. And so we have a lot of services that we come alongside them with to give them hope and get them off the ledge and have opportunity to think and consider. Uh, We have um, STI testing, we have free pregnancy testing, free ultrasounds. Material assistance, as I told you, Um, we have after abortion care program, Um, most men and women who go through abortions, they hide that heart in their heart as a secret for decades often. And there's horrible things that can happen and people don't even realize that they're acting out because of past abortion. And so the men and women who go through this are really forgiven and set free and so it's life-changing and one in four women 25% of women in America will unfortunately face this very difficult decision and if that's you statistically you see what that could be across this room Um, we want to help you with that and these are confidential classes Um, they're amazing opportunities to grow and and to then in their life changing
0: so if someone wanted maybe to volunteer or you know be more involved with you guys what what would they need to do and what kind of time commitment would that take
8: okay well there's uh there, there's two prongs on that answer yeah. you know i never have short answers right sure. uh i know but that the no, uh good. we we deal with we offer both male and female counseling. So when the moms and dads, potential mom and dads, come into the center, the men take the dads to one counseling room and the women to the other. Often the conversations going on in those two rooms are very different. Um, And then it gives the men an opportunity to speak into these guys' lives and tell them that not to leave this decision squarely on her shoulders. And 80% of women who have support by their significant other or support group will change to carry. it's huge. The second way that, um, so we need male counselors, we need female counselors. The second way that you could help is um, through the years, I've been asked over the years, okay, you've rescued these babies, Last year we rescued 365 babies. Um, Let's are, celebrate that. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. And we and we see nearly 2,000 men and women a year, and and we came. We had nearly 100 men and women come to Christ last year. So yeah. the gospel is is basic Amen. on what we have Amen. to say. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord.
0: So it's not just uh, a pregnancy thing. There are people coming to the Lord based on their well. That's that's yeah. the basis Great. of
8: our ministry. Great. So we pray every morning. We pray every night. We have prayer summits. We pray with our counselor, our clients. We um, shared the gospel full gospel presentation over uh-huh. a thousand times last year. But getting back to the question I'm, yeah. I get asked yeah. um, often over the last fifteen years, I've been. That people have on both sides of the abortion question have asked me, okay, you've rescued this baby, now what? Yeah. And then I would tell them the the, the um, resources that we have and they'd say, but long term, what can you do? And so I'm excited to announce that as of January 1st, we're adding a new division onto the ministry. That sounds scary. <laughs> that's all good, that's good. Uh, we're adding a new division onto the ministry. We are bringing Making Miracles group home under our umbrella. Right. And for those of you who are not familiar with Deborah Harris or her phenomenal ministry that she's right. had, um, it's we cater to pregnant women currently with an infant. The new house we just purchased, the, the one that's scary on the, on the right, that is student housing, um, is for pregnant women with older children, which is a very, very difficult resource to find. Mm-hmm. So it, long answer, long. Um, that house is about to go under a renovation. So all of you with any kind of skills, decorating, painting, whatever, um, starting very soon, we'll be working on that. We'll, we wanna get that up and yeah. running.
0: We wanna thank you for being on The Point to something that's very important to us. If you drive past Planned Parenthood, right across the street on Tennessee is Mosaic Sexual Health, strategic location there. We just wanna see on behalf of our church. We wanna thank you for being on the point and advocating for those that have no voice. And uh, so we just wanna say thanks to you this morning. My privilege. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Brian. Yeah, that's great. Larry? This gentleman's no stranger to our church. This is Larry Noda, and he represents the Gideons. And uh, Larry,
5: uh, for people that don't really know what the Gideons do, kind of tell them about it this week. Be morning. happy to do it, Pastor. Uh, Gideons, uh, it's an international organization, professional men uh, and businessmen. They're the uh, ones that join Gideons International. And one way to say it is we're just worker bees. You know, God points us in a direction. We just go wild and do it. So i'm going to share some things that are occurring in the tallahassee area right now related to the gideons but every time i say something i want you to think that it's going on in 199 countries around the world the same way maybe not the same degree because of the money thing but right now uh, north florida fair is our big thing and it started uh, with a, a shipment of two pallets of a, a boatload of new testaments and uh, the lord blessed me he set me up and i was hoping he would be i could tell something good was going to happen with this young truck driver from bainbridge so he's the one that brought the two pallets and we stored them in the -the jack-in-the-box thing and he wheeled the first one in and i had to go get something and so i come back in and we both are leaning on this giant stack of bibles and he goes what's up with these boxes what's this box what are these boxes all about? I said, I'm glad you asked. So I pull out a New Testament and hand it to him. I said, let's go in the back. So I do the plan of salvation with him. And I said, you know, you've got to make a decision, buddy. Uh, I've already made it. I'm going to heaven. I want you to be there with me. So you've got to read this and think about it. Yeah. And he whips out a pen and starts signing. And I said, he looks at me and goes, I'm going to read it. I'm yeah. going to read it. I believe everything you just said. So that's how North Florida Fair started with me. 31 other people uh, over an 11-day period. Today's the last day. We've looked people in the eye. A lot of them keep walking by. Ooh, that rhymed, didn't it? And uh, 13,500 people, kids mostly, accepted a New Testament. So that's our main thing we do once a year. Now, if you're from Tallahassee and you ride up and down Thomasville Road, you see the new dreary uh, hotel, su- uh, ho- Drury suites, I guess it is. And then there was another one, Spring Hill, uh, was built a couple of years yeah. ago. They're Marriott's, but Marriott's love Gideon's, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So they'll call International, and I know we're going to get in there, but I don't know when... You can because you don't know when the GM's going to be there. And sure enough, they call and then we get there. And I've talked to the guy at the Drury, uh, going to be the assistant manager. And I ordered 200 uh, hotel Bibles sitting in the garage waiting for the call back. Now, uh, a new location that started and it relates to local churches. It relates to all U.S. churches. Vacation Bible schools here at generations church we call them mega sports camps and uh, th- this was the second year that we showed up and uh, we can't compete with that uh, chick-fil-a guy you know <laughs> the kids went when when you let the kids out uh, they run straight to the chick-fil-a guy i said bo we got to do something about this he goes well we'll do it the day before and so any kid that wants a new testament he gets one and uh, so that's always kind of interesting. 12 churches last cycle, we're gonna get that up. And I wanted to, sh- Bo mentioned the uh, FCA thing and the sports camps and whatnot. is a good group, I've been involved with them in the past, but Bo calls me up and says, hey, there's this opportunity. Can, can the Gideons be involved in this? I said, kinda. So I explained how it was gonna uh, happen. And, uh, but this is all, not an off-book thing, that sounds like we're mob people. It's not an off-book off thing, but it's a non-traditional location for Gideon's. And so what happens is, uh, and there's four couples in church here, that's John and Lois Garner, I saw them walk in, Becca and Brad Gilbert, Richard and Bethany Fable and Pam and myself, we're the Gideons. So when you have these situations come up that you want to help, but they're not a traditional location, that's where Gideon can step in there. And so we stepped in for this uh, soccer camp. We're gonna step in in these other locations. So these four couples are the ones coughing up the money Amen. to get that done, and we don't mind. Bo wanted to give uh, Bibles, whole Bibles, to some of the kids to get them plugged into knowing there's a whole Bible, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I think we can do it." I I called John. I said. Here's the opportunity. You want some of this? He says, I can get behind that. And so we took care of that. So that's a little bit of what we're doing locally. Amen.
0: Larry, on behalf of our church, we want to say thanks to the Gideons who are spreading the gospel around the world. Would you show your appreciation this morning? Amen. Next is Suzanne Sewell, and she is from the Good Samaritan Network. And if no one knows anything about the Good Samaritan Network locally, tell them about your ministry.
9: Okay. Thank you. Uh, Good Samaritan Network uh, has its roots out of the Haven Arrest Ministry. Started, I don't, well, started years ago. Uh, over the last few years, about 2007, I think it changed to the network. Uh, we're parent to uh, the Good Samaritan Network for Men and the Chelsea House. I suspect most of you, particularly women, know the Chelsea House uh, and the work that it does. We operate out of a thrift store on North Monroe. Uh, if you haven't been there, please, we encourage you to go there. Not only donate, but uh, come by and shop there. Uh, not only we have our uh, administrative offices there, but our benevolence activity occurs out of there. We feed about 1,500 people a month, uh, a lot of low income, homeless individuals coming in. Our location is there by the interstate, so we see a lot of homeless people coming through and uh, traffic there. And we have uh, food that's provided by Second Harvest, Farm Share, and a lot of local merchants donate food to feed our residents. We give showers to uh, homeless individuals, uh, clothing, primarily uh, men. We can do women, but uh, it seems to be the the more the men come and ask for that. If anyone needs shoes, clothing, or whatever, they can come in, and and we try to meet that need. The um, food bank operates five days a week, uh, 10 to 12, 12.30ish, so uh, it's just about every morning folks can come by. Our Good Samaritan Network for Men program serves up to about 30 men at a time. We would like to grow that to about 50, but uh, it's for men who want to come and be a part of a program uh, to change their lives, turn things around, uh, to have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, We are faith-based, so church attendance, uh, religious study participation is required. And while we don't have all the answers, a good Samaritan, we know Jesus is the Amen. answer. Amen. And that's that's the message we try to communicate. Yeah. So a lot of our men are coming out of prison. We do have homeless men who are served in the program too. But again, it has to be someone who wants to make a change, become stable, uh, become independent. The program is transitional, so we're trying to get men and, well, women too, but you know, everyone we are served back out into the community. We have um, recent activities that's been going on over by AN Church. I don't know if you've even been there lately, but we've been doing some development there. And I can't even begin to uh, thank you enough for your support. You know, without your help and other donors, we just couldn't do what we yeah. do. So thank you. Um, when I look at your tagline, uh, loving God, loving people, you're doing it, folks. So yeah. I'm sure all of us say thank you. Just couldn't yeah. do it without you. Uh, the Chelsea House program, we serve women. Uh, a lot of them are primarily homeless. Uh, we can serve up to uh, seven women in the house at a time with two or three children. Uh, primarily, we serve single women. It's interesting because the people who come to us, uh, we seem to get almost, sometimes it'll be younger women or then sometimes it'll be middle-aged. Lately, we've seen several 60s and 70-year-old women who have lived their life basically thought they were making decent decisions, but things didn't work out. They have limited income. Uh, if you're trying to pay rent in Tallahassee, $900 a month income is not going to get it. Right. So there's right. a lot of need there. And there's a lot of uh, past hurt, trauma that, uh, you know, this just doesn't happen to someone when they're young. Right. So uh, it carries through throughout the years. The biggest need we see that we're having trouble with is uh, serving single women with children. That's a huge need, and again, it gets back to being able to pay rent and income. Uh, you know, Maybe they made a bad decision, living with someone who kicked them out, and uh, now there are children, innocent children, who are involved, so that's a huge need. We can serve one family at a time, Uh, I think Kelsey talked to you about the tremendous need and, you know, what they're doing, so uh, a huge need there. We uh, recently had a young woman who came to us, was 22, uh, followed the wrong person, came to town, uh, ended up homeless, living in a house by herself. Uh, It was an old house. People were breaking in at night, and she literally became afraid for life. So we were able to take her into the house, she got a job, she saved money in about 90 days, bought her own car, moved to Orlando with, you know, family. When she came in, her faith seemed a little bit like, well, maybe there are different ways to get to heaven, you know, some things like that. So by the time she left, she was firm in, you know, in Jesus and in a relationship there. Uh, And I want to make one other point about being a a loving church. We have a lady in the Chelsea house who's been coming here, and you all are her family. So thank you. That's what it's about.
0: Thank you. You can't drive up and down the road without seeing the homeless issue uh, in Tallahassee. And we just wanna say thanks to you. You guys are on the point along with some other community partners, but you guys are doing great work. We pray for you. We're proud financial supporters. Would you give it up for Suzanne this morning? Thank you, thank you. All right. Our neighbor, right across the street, this is uh, Marilyn Oaks, this is Chevelle at Good News Outreach. If someone doesn't know anything about your ministry, take a moment, tell them about your ministry.
10: All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, Pastor Bo, I just want to say thank you for uh, inviting me to speak to all of you. So Good News Outreach, a little bit of history. We began in 1986. There were four men studying the Beatitudes in Frenchtown, and so they said, hmm, we need to do something. They began distributing food. That's how Good News Outreach uh, started. I'm, we have three major program headings, two programs under each. Uh, under each heading. You probably have heard of one, maybe two of those, and had no idea it is a program under Good News outreach yeah, just a little branding uh, challenge for myself since I've been here a little over a year. So we have reentry, food, and housing. So we have a reentry program for men and women. We can serve a maximum of 11 men. Uh, Right now, six women. We are in the process of opening up another unit. So hopefully, we'll be able to serve nine. Now, when we say reentry, I am referring to uh, men and women who were incarcerated in our state correctional facilities. We do not take men or women who were in the county, even though every county official uh, asks me about that every time I see them. Uh, our, so, our men and women, nine out of every 10, come from an area that is not Leon County. Okay, so we don't receive, nine times out of, out of 10, we're not receiving men and women who resided here, went to prison, and came out. That is a one year program. Uh, we offer trauma-informed training, trauma-informed counselors. I have a Christian trauma-informed trainer, to uh, a, a, a female Christian trauma-informed therapist, a male Christian trauma-informed therapist who has his own story and is a pastor. Um, and then, um, and then with our staff, there are there's one clergy, two with pastoral uh, callings and, ex- and experiences. And one of our main volunteers is also a pastor. Um, So with that, like I said, it's a one-year program, a variety of services. They are coming to us straight from prison. We go get them. They have an envelope with their legal documents and whatever clothes they had on. They may have been in prison a year, five years, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, maybe entered prison as a young man or woman and exiting prison uh, a little older, if you will. Uh, I will tell you the men are scared. They are most fearful and will tell us how scared they are. So we have uh, the women are located uh, in Frenchtown, their their units. We have two houses on the northeast side of Tallahassee where the men are located. So that's our housing program, our food program. Uh, many of you might know that we used to run our food program, or you still might think we run our food program out of the Echo building. We do not, so in January, we moved our food program from Echo over to our main campus, which is at 606 West 4th Avenue in Frenchtown. If you say, where is that? It's across the street from 4th Avenue Market. Where is that? It's the old Lutheran social services building that we took over in 2021. We have a 1200 square foot uh, facility uh, pantry in the back. Uh, we are a second harvest of uh, Big Bend food distributors. We are certified by them. Uh, we're working on a couple projects to get a cooling and refrigeration box uh, for produce and meat. And we're also working on having a food locker right there in the parking lot Man. so people can get food 24 hours, a, uh, 24 hours a day. Right now, our food pantry is open from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And in December, probably January, we're going to open it in the evening because if people are working and still need food, how are they going to get it if they're working first shift? Uh, We distribute food to to seniors Uh, and we do that usually about once a month. What I can tell you is that 2022, we served close to 12,000 people through our food pantry and close to 8,000 people through the food delivery service. Our housing program, we have uh, senior. We have permanent housing for seniors. Also on our 4th Avenue uh, campus, we have eight units, but once we turn one of the units into uh, a unit for our women reentry program, we'll have seven units. It's permanent housing. The seniors, nine times out of 10, they do not leave uh, that facility. The other housing project is what uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor has mentioned, and that is our Maryland Oaks Crossing program. So it is affordable housing. We right now we have forty six units. We are in. We are currently in the process of rehab, doing some repairs and maintenance to all of the units. It's a four phase project, and when we're completely done, we will go from forty six available Amen. units to forty eight units. When I said affordable, you wonder what is affordable. Right now, we increase the rent in January for two bedroom unit, it is 625 a month, including water. Our three bedroom units are 750 a month, uh, including water. Yeah, so if any of you know about the rental rates around here, yeah, to get a two bedroom, it's going bottom basement and the market will be about 1100 to $1,200. Amen.
0: Hey, we just want to say thanks uh, for your partnership. We've been with them a long yes. time, and we do a lot of work in Maryland Oaks. A good number of their folks attend church here. And we, on behalf of the church, we just want to say thanks for what you're doing in our community this morning.
10: Yes, thank you for everything you've done.
0: Amen. Next. <clears throat> This is uh, Savannah. This is from Pregnancy Health and Information. Just take a moment. If they don't know anything about your uh, ministry, tell them a little bit about your ministry.
11: Okay. So my name is Savannah with the Pregnancy Health and Information Center, also known as the Phi Center. We serve women from the moment they think they may be pregnant all the way through until their youngest child is five years old. We serve both the women and the men individually or together. Our services include pregnancy testing. We have an RN and LPN who do our ultrasounds. And then the main bulk of what we do are earn while you learn classes. So they come in once a week for about an hour um, and they're able to learn about pregnancy, labor and delivery, breastfeeding. And then after that point, it's just helping them be the best parent they can be. So classes on infant nutrition, milestones to look for, how to deal with tantrums, potty training, all the things that come with being a parent Um, and so for coming into the those classes they earn what we call baby bucks and they're able to spend those in our store called the stork room to get diapers wipes baby clothes blankets toys all those essential items so it's really cool to be the parents cheerleader but then also to be with the kid for five years so we're able to build that really good relationship with them they're excited to come in and play with our toys and interact with us so we love being able to have that deep in relationship and long term with them
0: Amen. So when you hear sometimes the criticism that people who are pro-life, you're just there until they say yes, and then you walk on. I'm just telling you that's not correct. Okay, that's just yeah. it's not correct. If we're pro-life, we are there when you say yes to that delivery, and especially through this ministry and Jamie's. They're there up until five years of age, and I think that's very important. We're not just there when you get home from the hospital. We're we're there we're there long term. Mm-hmm. And Savannah, we just want to say again thank you. Uh, for uh, for what you guys do you're on the point and uh, and she's got a table some of those have a table out in the foyer if you want other information another way to kind of uh, connect with them uh, uh, you you can see them in the foyer but would you give thanks uh, give thanks to Savannah Amen. Last is Austin McElroy, Austin represents Teen Challenge, Tallahassee. Austin, if people don't know anything about Teen Challenge, take a moment and tell them about Teen Challenge. Yes,
12: yeah, so my name is Austin McElroy. My wife, Cassie, and I have been the executive directors at Tallahassee Teen Challenge. Uh, next month will be five years. Um, Teen Challenge is a year-long faith-based recovery program. Um, it's a worldwide org- organization. Our local center is adult men, 18 and over, guys who are struggling with addiction, come in, spend a year with us. We teach them discipline, accountability, structure all through the lens of Jesus and just teach them how Christ has the ability not to just set them free from drug addiction, but to set their life on a course that's totally different you know, from what they've known. I went through Teen Challenge in 2012, graduated, uh, been with Teen Challenge in some form or fashion ever since. And so it's part of our ministry that I love. Everybody that works at our center has graduated from Teen Challenge, whether it's at our center or a different center. And so our goal is to put hope within reach, no matter financial situations, no matter legal history or past. Uh, We welcome anybody into the program because we know that Jesus has the ability to save their life.
0: Amen. And Austin, if there's somebody out there this morning who maybe just feels hopeless up against their substance addiction, I'll never get over this This is what I am, this is my family. Take a moment, what would you say to that individual this morning?
12: I'd say again, um, there are, about 35 examples over here on the right side of the room. They're just living, living, breathing proof that that is a lie from the enemy, and it's just not true. I promise it's not easy. I promise it's not always fun. But again, if you would have told me you know, Twelve years ago, my life would look the way that it does now. I would have told you you're crazy, and I say it all the time. I'm not perfect. Our ministry isn't perfect. Our place isn't perfect, and I'm by no means the standard. But man, it's a lot uh, farther than what I ever dreamed possible that it could be. And so, don't don't believe that lie. Believe the truth that is in Jesus. And if you need help walking through that, that's that's why we exist.
0: Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Also, as uh, Austin mentioned this morning, he's got 30 or so people from Teen Challenge. Hey, we want you to know, on behalf of our church, we're praying for you. We're behind you. We are proud of you. You're going to make this. just going to be in the bump in the road. You're going to do something great for God. Would you just show your appreciation to this group over here this morning? We love you guys. We love you guys. Amen. On behalf of our church, we want to say thank you. You guys are on the point, and you are our partner. We are here. We pray for you, number one. We contribute to there's ever any way that we can serve you guys. We are here for that as well. Some of them have tables in the foyer if you'd like to get more information, get more involved uh, with them this morning. But I want to uh, thank you for being here this morning and uh, representing your ministry. Would you give them a hand one more time? You guys can be seated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Barbara Salls, Astu, would you come here just a second? We're gonna, they're going to they're gonna clear off this uh, table, and then we're going to do something else this morning. Where's us? Astu? There she is. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Come up here. I want to ask them a question as we're closing. How you doing? Why do you serve? Why do you serve? Like why do you, why do you give of your time? So Asitu, she is a uh, she's from Baltimore and no, DC. DC, Baltimore. It's all the same when you're from Tallahassee. It's all the same. Uh, she is uh, here at FAMU. She's a student. She's also on the ladies' basketball team as well. So you will see her on on TV. Asitu. She serves with our Hope community team. So I said to you, you are very busy. You got studies and all of that. Why, why do you serve? Why do you give up time and do that?
13: Um, there's a number of reasons why I do. I don't want to talk all day because yeah. I can if I could. Um, but a lot of these kids, as I go to Hope Community, um, a lot of them are living in darkness, not based off of their options and their right. choices. But um, things happen with their families, single-parent mothers, um, some fathers there, and it's like... I remember me, at least growing up, I remember I was once there. Um, Sometimes it could be embarrassing, shameful, sometimes saying it or talking about it, but I know God delivers us out of things so that we can help other people. I feel like through our testimonies, there's lives attached to our testimonies because someone's looking to hear what you have been delivered out of so that they can know that there's hope. And so I make it my business to go out and help everyone, Um, all the kids. When we um, go there, they run up to me like, oh my gosh, you're back, and it just brings me so much joy knowing that I can tell them that I remember being in a homeless shelter and I thought that defined my life. Uh I thought that maybe this was going to be it for me or maybe following in the same footsteps of struggling things of that nature. But um, seeing what God has done, um, it, it hurts sometimes not knowing where your next meal is gonna come from. It hurts sometimes not knowing where you're gonna lay your head. Um, the anxiety that could go through your head and your mind when you see other children at school you know, talk about their presents from Christmas, talking about what they've done and you're kinda just, I wish I could relate. Um, so that there is hope through Jesus okay. and um, he preserves many of them. Sometimes I look at their shirts when I go there it says born leader, future leader, like their shirts are so prophetic because yeah, God tells tells me that's who they will be. So this is not them right now. Amen. So So I'm just saying, amen, give it.
0: Like, she's very busy, but she finds time to serve. And I just wanna say thanks. She's part of our Hope community team. So, of course, most of you know this lady here. This is Barbara Sauls. Uh, Barbara, how many years have you served on Wednesday night with our girls? 32 32 years. Missionettes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, uh, the the girls' program is on Wednesday night. You work all day on Wednesday. You got to prep on Tuesday night. Sometimes you get dinner maybe before uh, church, after church. So, why do you do this? What's the takeaway for you for 32 years making that kind of sacrifice?
14: Well, i think our wednesday night service is so important our kids have so many things they're exposed to and can be influenced by and i think we need a wednesday night service to be able to pour into them and give them a a foundation for their faith um i know growing up i went through the mission program i think it built a foundation for my faith i had dedicated teachers so i wanted to be able to help with that i know i've seen through the years girls that have gone through our program that have gone on into ministry Um, And uh, I get the privilege of teaching little girls in kindergarten, Bible stories, maybe sometimes for the first time and, and expanding on their faith and helping them to uh, have a foundation in Christ
0: and that's just meaningful to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, long-term. Cause if you've been there 32 years, she got some mamas there, they're moms
7: <laughs> now, yes, you unfortunately. know,
0: but you, you've seen them come through. Well, we appreciate that, especially on Wednesday night, you're working all day, trying to get to church. I, I appreciate that. Recently you went to Homefront, and uh, you were part of the team that went out, mm-hmm. worked with our veterans. What, what, what did you see? What touched your heart out there?
14: You know, I'll, some things just as basic as a really good meal, and then the little gift of giddy bags that was a toiletries are just really basic. But for them, they really appreciated it so much, and it was very a good blessing to be able to share with them something that's so basic to us that we take yeah. for granted but was really important to them.
0: Amen. Thank you very much. Give these ladies a hand. Why do you serve? Why do you serve? challenge is going to come and do a closing song for us this morning. And, uh, but before you leave, Hey, like this is, we're not just trying to raise money. We don't necessarily have a money issue here. We we need some boots on the ground. We need hands on the ministry. Some of our ministries, man, they they function with very few people and exhausted leaders. So this is a little 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 paper. Just God, like some more information on this. We'll be in touch with you about how you can serve training. Uh, we're trying to get some more you know some more people involved as well. So just wanna just wanna mention that uh, this morning. So great job. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I, again, I want to say thanks to those of you that give. I hope that you see the fruit of your money, you know, what you give. I hope you see it in our community and ministry. But I also want to go, hey, this morning, maybe God's touched your heart. Maybe through some of these testimonies of ministries, you're going, I have a, I have a spiritual need myself. I, I need the Lord in a greater way. I need God in my life. I've got some issues. Uh, we, we just want to do a prayer and then we're gonna we're gonna just do baptisms we've got some baptisms that we're gonna do this morning so let's just pray together so Lord I give you thanks for your blessing and Lord we're here to celebrate God your your heart. Lord, that says to the widow, to the broken, to the homeless, to the orphan, to the addicted, Lord, that you were very present in their life. And Lord, we want to partner in a greater way. Lord, until you come, Lord, we want to trumpet your name. Lord, we want others to know that are broken and hopeless, forgotten and unseen. Lord, that there is someone that loves them. And Lord, uh, that you you save them and you've got a plan and a purpose in their life. And I pray over uh, this congregation this morning, if there are people today, Lord, that that need you, they feel lost without you. Lord, today is your day, their day, Lord, to find you. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And if that's you, after church, I want you to find me out. One of our team, I'd love to talk with you about maybe your your faith journey this morning. So thank you for listening to the Generations Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.